Hello guys, hello, hello, hello and welcome and good evening to all of you. Today I'm uh, creating the conversation podcast for me and you education. You are here live with uh, Imran Mohammed, one of the hosts of this particular podcast and my beloved friend, mate and associate of me and you education, Mr. Ivan Humble. Um, and today we're going to talk about a very, very important, essential subject matter. Hopefully that's something that you can relate to, you can talk about, you can discuss and maybe even leave some messages for us. And that will be brilliant. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And our intention today is to bring in an amazing guest of ours, someone who can give us her own personal experience in how radicalization, extremism, or someone, a family member, when they have gone through a particular type of grooming, and that's what radicalization is, is the process of grooming of an individual and how the how that has a ripple effect upon the family members, upon the ones that are close, the loved ones, and etc. But anyway, overall, my week has been all right. It's been good. Thank God Almighty, just getting on with the process. But the lockdown, oh my God, it's been a bit crazy. Again, in Again, again, bro. What's going on? How are you doing, Ivan? You're right. Hi, mate. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, my week's been challenging, to say the least, because the, my daughter got sent from school Monday with a little cough. What? That right. I've seen this, a, a little cough. So I seen this right? girl a couple of hours later that she hadn't coughed at all. Yeah, she's fine. She's had the test. But that's a frustrating bit, getting the test. You read it in the papers, but when it happens to you, you understand that frustration. It was it took me three days to get a test because oh. there either there's no drive-through options or there was no test to send out. And to get the appointment, I had to sit there literally every half hour refreshing a certain page until an appointment come up. Oh wow, what the it was a nice bit of a crazy system, isn't it? Crazy system. And the thing is, look, if the school have released her. Right, I understand they want they want to keep people safe. They want and whatever whatever it is, and I I fully fully completely you know sympathize with them around this. And of course, people need to be kept safe. But of course, there's there's an impact upon the families as well. Suddenly, your daughter's back home, right? And you said you know your daughter, yes, she's, yeah, she'll but... be fine, be okay. But then this whole worry around you know getting a test done and sorting that out, and you want it ASAP because she's already lost out so many months of yeah. school, and now she's back home again. Oh wow. And, you know what and I mean? that's I what the anxiety was, I think. That that was what my problem was. Because she'd already missed six months of school, I thought, I didn't know how long she was going to be at school again for because I couldn't get a test. So I was thinking, oh, what if it's two weeks? What if it's three weeks? Luckily, I got it all sorted and she's back to school on Monday. So it's all good. Good, 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 good. That's positive, isn't it, mate? You know what I mean? She's back in and she's yeah, she's back in education as well. That's brilliant. Now, at the same time, you know, I, I remember last week we were talking about uh, memes. And Ivan, you said you wanted to share something, yeah. a meme, which is very important. Because we talk about negativity. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of, you know, views and ideas out there of hate and etc. And the online world is something which is always used, sadly, because people feel they're anonymous. They can say whatever they want. They can share whatever they want. They can yeah. engage with people in a negative in a negative way. But this is something that you wanted us to see, and I'm putting that up, and I hopefully people will like it. Can you see it? Yes, you can. Yeah, I thought this meme when I see it. I see the joke in it. Do you know what I mean? I see the funny side of it. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. a meme should be. Do you know what I mean? Tongue in cheek, but in a way, I suppose 
if you look at this in different eyes, you can still take this out of context, I guess, looking at it now because refusing to please all this kind of thing. So you might be getting up I mean. to, you've been getting up to mischief here. Eh? Hey, you're not coming in. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not coming in. I've already got six people in there. You know, I'm not bringing them. <laughs> Which is really cool. But you're right. That's it. The thing is, he's in, there's a humorous element to it, but of course there's a there's a there's a of course there's a serious message behind it. There's no doubt about that. But you're right, in in the world that we're at at the moment. The hate mongers, the people who talk about certain type of, you know, engagement or disengagement, they are using this particular process of sharing information. And even though this is a fairly positive and a funny one, but there are many others which can be very negative and which can have uh, certain negative connotations to it or racist or, or, or hateful connotations as well. I agree with that. You know what I mean? But thank you and very much was, for sharing that. It was like last week when it, with, it, it was like that one last week when it happened wearing a mask to the next step is that's your first step to being a muslim do you know what i mean it's just how easy they can twist something with just a few words and a picture but that's what it's it is isn't clever, it? really when you think about it it is but it's very mm. clever because the thing is it's, it's about the simple message you know i was just watching something i was just watching uh something of morgan freeman and morgan freeman goes that when the movie uh Shawshank redemption came out right uh, people couldn't pronounce the word. They couldn't pronounce the name Shawshank Redemption, right? And usually, um, you know, we're talking about we're talking about a number of years ago. And he goes, when a movie comes out, it's about how easy it is to use the word or use the name. And he goes, at the same time, yeah. Dumb and Dumber was out. You know, Dumb and Dumber. People, it was on people's tongue. What did you watch? I went to watch yeah. Dumb and Dumber. But suddenly they watched uh, Morgan Freeman's movie Shawshank Redemption, and they were saying all these weird names Shawshank Redemption. They, they couldn't even pronounce the word. They can't, couldn't pronounce the name. Do you understand? It was difficult for them. So yeah. the, the simple messages in memes, that's the thing. People, you know, a lot of us don't understand how a simple message is a very impactful message. <laughs> a simple slogan is a very impactful, imp impactful one. And that's the thing, you know. Yes, you can, if you remember that one. Do you know what I mean? It was simple, but it was it's to the Because point. it's an image. And because an image as well, an image sticks in your head more than reading from dinner. Do you know what I mean? It does. I think that's why they use as well because they have a longevity in their life. Do you know what I mean? It does. It does. Some of the memes will be regurgitated over and over because it's a conspiracy world at the minute. There's so many different memes out there at the minute. You get lost in them quite easily. And I think, you know, Ivan, we can have, it'd be really good to have a program. All right, a bit of a discussion around memes, the impact of memes. Uh, and I think for, for our viewers and our listeners, right, it'd be really good for them to become a bit more aware of yeah. what, what memes are and how memes can be used in a positive or a negative way, right, and how impactful they can be uh, when certain people engage with them uh, in the long term. So I think that that would be really, really good. Now, coming to the subject uh, of the day today. Just on, uh, one minute. On cue, because you said about people need to learn more about memes, there is a film out or a documentary film yeah. called It Feels Good Man. It's the story of Peppy the Frog. So from his humble beginnings as a, an innocent frog. What do you say? It and feels it good, man. It's a story about how he was. It feels good. And it shows the journey of how he was innocent, then manipulated by the extreme right and 4chan. And then how they're trying to save Pepe now, do you know what I mean? So it's good because it explains a lot about 
the methods and how they use means is really interesting. So that's one to, to watch, do you know what I mean? Therefore, thank you very much for that. Now, coming to the subject of the day, today we're going to talk about the real impact of radicalization. When a certain individual becomes groomed, when a certain individuals go down a certain path of extremism, it's not only that individual that becomes affected or affected by that or impacted by that. There is There are other individuals, there are loved ones, there's family members, there's mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and friends and neighbors and communities and et cetera that are impacted by that individual's engagement with certain extreme material or extremist organizations. Now, one of the things that we overlook and as a system we don't talk about, we don't discuss is those that are living in the household of that person. If I, Even if a conviction takes place, look, I work in a certain type of setup and we forget, you know, people who are murderers, people who are robbers, people who commit, you know, all type of crime. They also have families. They also have loved ones. They also have children. And their actions or their mistakes that they have made it has an impact upon all the loved ones and all the families, or the close, you know, friends and people of blood, people of relationship. Yeah. We forget about them. We don't discuss them, you know. And we think that we suddenly see that individuals, that individual is only defined according to the the crime that they have committed. That's it, and that's something which is very very difficult yeah. because. As human being and as an organization like me and you, education, and Ivan, you know yourself that our whole purpose is to open up a conversation, a dialogue. Even if the dialogue means I am talking to someone who sees me as the enemy, who sees me as the opposite, who sees me the problem. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think your own experience of the world is exactly the same, would you say? Yeah, I was going to think of that. I did used to think all that of you, do you know what I mean? Um, uh, a, bit, a bit about the family side of things, right? You've met me, you've heard some of my stories. That's why I talk about how it affected my children that live with me, because I was a single dad. I, when I come on this circuit, I thought that was probably one of the most important bits to speak about, about how it affected my children. And that's why I think our guest tonight, Kath, is so important to have on, because just because of the lockdown period, really, uh, we've not been able to go in the schools and put our messages out how we used to. Having somebody like Kath on to give that parental side of things, I think our viewers or supporters or watchers, whatever you want to call them, will it will give them an insight into maybe they could have noticed something at home during this lockdown period and they might hear something from Kath that might help them. Do you know what I mean? So I think Kath's Tonight, Kath is a really important guest. And she is. And talking about Kath, I'm going to bring her in in the next minute or two, in about a minute time, and we're going to have a conversation and discussion with that. And, of course, um, the purpose of this lady coming on today is from a perspective of a parent, a perspective of an individual who is impacted by what has happened in her family. Now, of course, what her, like Ivan, you've just said that, what has happened in her family is not only in her family. There are other individuals who are going through the same type of experiences, same type of, you know, stigmatization, alienization, polarization, pointing, pointing. Do you understand all of that? And may that be from the far right or may that be from the from the Islamist side? 
and we forget about that. We think, yeah, 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 yeah. So what? The guy's been, you know, me locked up. He's done his thing. That's it. Done and dusted. As a society, we have no more responsibility. Uh, sorry, mate. It doesn't work like that. We have larger responsibility. It also is also yeah. about the well-being of those individuals, right, who have been impacted because of someone's genuine mistake. So, talking about that, Ivan, I'm going to bring in our amazing guest, and um, with a round of applause, I'm going to call our guest on, Kath. Welcome. Oh yeah. How are you? You're all right. Um, yeah, I was Sorry, man, we, just made you pop up. we just made you pop up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very nice of you to come and join us today. You know, we are very, very grateful that you've come on to the Creating the Conversation podcast, um, you know, run by me and you, education, myself, and of course, Ivan. Thank you both for inviting me. No, we're, we're grateful that you've uh, chosen to come and That's share so your story and, and share your experience because I think hopefully what we're going to talk about today with yourself is genuinely impactful genuinely people can learn a lesson or maybe maybe they have gone through they are going through the same type of experiences yeah. and and learn from yourself what to do or what not to do when a situation like that occurs so if i throw my first question to you Kath, straight away yeah. of course um i want to we we want to keep this as a discussion as a conversation around the impact upon the family and yourself as well so the first thing i want i want to say is that if you want to in a few minutes give us uh, a smaller snapshot of your personal experience and how you yourself and your family were impacted by uh, some some of the actions and the behavior of uh, of a young man who is your son who 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 has been convicted for his ideology and, and and association affiliation with an extremist organization yeah yeah um okay where do i start the impact <laughs> of it all um first of all going back to before he was actually arrested and charged the impact on the family was it was just horrendous it, it was arguments all the time i at that time i i didn't know what to do i didn't know who to turn to you know or what to do to try and help him um and, and there was just constant arguments you know how did you find out when did you find out how did i find out because he was quite open talking to me about it um um you know, he he kind of, from a period of being interested in 2000, well, late 2015 to, to early 2016, he became interested in, you know, sort of mainstream right-wing politics, UKIP, Nigel Farage, that sort of thing. And then it very quickly in 2016 progressed from that into what I call the extreme far right um, neo-Nazi. You know, it's it's a group that's actually now prescribed, so it's banned. So to actually be a member of that group it is a criminal offence. <laughs> So anyone who's found with a shirt or a badge or any type of affiliation or a flag yeah. or whatever it is yeah. of the particular organisation, uh, the police will come knocking. Hello. Yeah. We yeah. just found out. Because, because it's, 
anybody who promotes that group now or um has a, a you know even stickers and stuff like that and they're actively promoting that group it it comes under um the terrorist legislation and it's an offense um and and so because he joined that group prior to them being prescribed prior to it being um illegal if you like he he was quite open with me about what he was doing and that's what started the arguments you know because i knew it was wrong i'd been on their website i'd saw you know the kind of um propaganda material they were sharing what they were saying on social media all of that sort of thing so you know instead of trying to calmly talk I, i was just horrified and scared and which, which I would say, I would say is very normal. And, and well, having talked to family since then, you know, a lot of parents react in the same way because because you're frightened. You you know, you, you can see yourself how wrong it is and that this is going to lead them into trouble down a path where, you know, they're going to end up with, as you say, the police knocking on the door. Um and, and so out, out of fear, you know, you, I mean, and not knowing who to turn to, you, you do argue. So let me, ask you, let me ask you, Kath, that yeah. when you found out, when you saw the, the colours of what where your child was going, the statements that he was saying, the fear yeah. that settled in to your heart and your mind, what could happen to your son, the police could come knocking, all of them particular emotions and feelings. And you say, look, of course, there was arguments. Yeah, looking back, looking and it back wasn't like just that. arguments in our house. It, it was, you know, the whole family were were arguing with him, and kind of, you know, um, well, you know, I can joke and so say he didn't convert any of us into his ideas, but the reaction that he got from us all as a family, what was you know and negative and arguments and 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 rightly so in some ways but that did nothing to actually help him to critically think about everything and it, it in fact i think it dro- drove him further into his friend his new friends that he made in the far right mm. so um, that means the reaction so so in other words even though your reaction was a very normal reaction is a reaction it, of protecting the child. It's like, it was the wrong one. The wrong no, no, it probably, reaction. No, it yeah. probably was the wrong reaction. But the thing is, yeah. it's like, see, I, I do a lot of work around child development, right? And parental children engagement. And in, in part, uh, you know, the p- part of child-parent relationship, there are certain habits or certain type of engagement that parents do engage with to keep their children safe or to keep the young yeah. ones who are in their garden safe. So, for example, if a child picks up a knife, Right, and you the, would shout at them and tell them to put it down. Yeah, that's right. So, the, yeah. What, 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 so what you are doing is you are associating that particular sound of concern and fear, all right, with a harmful, uh, a harmful tool. So the child, knows, oh, I better not do that. Oh, I better not touch it. Yeah. But the thing, but the thing is because in his case, of course, it became that he was an adult, is a you know older child, mm-hmm. someone who had a little bit more sense, a little bit more knowing of. Uh, right and wrong or whatever and then 
for aggression or something, even though what, what was happening was very normal. Like I said, it is mm -hmm. part of development for people to react in a particular way because yeah. it's your he's your beloved. He's your loved child. Yeah. You brought him up. And, and you know, in any situation, whether it's um, extremism or whether it's drugs or whether it's gangs and knives and that sort of thing, your reaction as a parent is to argue and say, what the hell are you doing? You know, um, it, it's, it's just natural reaction. It is. But that doesn't actually help that person. It pushes them further. You know, they're, they're already being told by their new friends in the far right that your family are going to not like it. And, and you've done exactly what... That they've been told you'll do, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, my son would have thought, well, my friends were right, that they're trying to control me, they're trying to make me, you know, not get involved. They're just arguing with me, and he pushes them further away from you and, you know, into. The, this new group of friends that more entrenched ideology look in our in our experience you know where we were so a lot of a lot of my colleagues and especially the founders of the organization of me and you education uh, they are in they Irfan and Dave um they have been intervention providers so Irfan is, is from the Islamist side and of course you have Dave who was uh, from from the for dealing with the far far right extremists, and now of course we have the likes of Ivan who also gives support and help, and you know tries to help those individuals who have gone through a certain process and how to you know retract them or bring them back to some sort of if there's any concept of normality, some normality. So within the world that we're in, on the basis of intervention, all right, that's something that we realize is that with the way extremists. They tend to groom or radicalize the individual is that they give them certain tools. And one of them is this. People are going to argue with you. People are going to be in your face. They're going to look down upon you. They're going to do this, that to you. And all because they say, because your ideology is right. Because what you're thinking is correct. They don't They don't get it. They are duped. Yeah. They are ignorant. Or they you, are you're made out to be the ones that are wrong. And, and because, you, you know, you've done exactly what they've been told you'll do. It, it kind of makes the far right or whatever extremism, well, yeah, they were right. And if they're right about that, that be, you know, they're right about other things. Um, and, and literally, you are, he's playing straight into their hands because of that. Yeah. So the reaction, yeah. like I said, was probably, probably it's very natural, normal, but that reaction didn't pull your child out of that situation. In fact, it pushed him straight. It pushed him further in. Yes, definitely. Um, and and you know, the big the biggest sort of red flag for me was when I found I, I found a Nazi flag in his bedroom, basically. And it was at that point that I knew, regardless of all the arguments and everything. I had to do something. I had to get professional help because I knew I wasn't handling it right. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, I referred my son to prevent. Um, but again, it was kind of that that also didn't work because prevent came out, visited 
you know, visited us at home. But my son had already been groomed and told that if the police visit you, um, then you've got to not answer any questions. You've got to, you know, you've got to say no comment and not answer any questions. Now, the problem was when Prevent came to the house, um, the, the officer, were, you know, the Prevent officer was dressed in police uniform. So my lads sat there thinking, this is the police, not coming to safeguard me or help me. He thought they were coming to, you know, to to sort of criminalise him and oh, wow. okay. help. And so all he kept saying was no comment, no comment, no comment. And by the end of that, he, you know, it, it became really clear that my son wasn't going to engage with them. Hmm. Um, and they left and then they gave me a little bit of feedback after <coughs> saying that we're really sorry, we can't help you because he won't engage. But there was no help for me. And, and that's what that's I needed. You know, even though they can't force a, a young person who, who is in the process of being radicalised, even though they can't force him or her to engage, more needs to be done to help the parents and, and that's basically why i've set up this support group to try and you know raise awareness and help parents of the you know the kind of things that can help them and, and for me the biggest one is to to know how to have them difficult conversations without it blowing up into an argument into you know family breakups and and that sort of thing you know i think you've done you've done a very great thing Kath. you know you've taken it to be a very pro, you've gone down a very proactive pathway and what what you see on your screen at the moment is the process that you're talking about Kath. yeah uh, you and and I, need, I think that's a very brave thing to do when you see your child in that particular state right and then to call for help is not everybody does that all right, they say, oh, uh, especially within our culture, in the cultures I'm from, Eastern cultures, we, we are known as shame cultures. All right, so we don't want to talk about our dirty laundry. We don't want to show it to people. We don't want to discuss that. We want to sweep it underneath the you know, carpet and stuff like that. But that doesn't deal with the problem. That doesn't get to the problem. And I think mm -hmm. what you've done, what you've done uh, was the best thing to do. I don't disagree that um, maybe the, the, the individuals or where, the way the process uh, unfolded was not probably the way you initially wanted because he reacted very differently. He reacted in a more of a way that he was being called into the police police station and he's been questioned and he's watched that program in mm -hmm. that 24, 24 hours in custody. He's probably watched yeah. that and he goes, oh yeah, this guy just said, no comment, no comment, no comment <coughs> and he got away with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's probably what you've seen. But what you see in front of you here is the process itself. It is, the, 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 this process is a, of course, government uh, a program. Um, and it is a voluntary confidential program. That was what it was, right? And it is to do with the individual of concern. And, and the key word here is a person who's vulnerable for radicalization mm -hmm. or on that process. And if they... Um, are genuinely seen to have them particular traits or views and ideas, then that's escalated to the next level. But in your case, like like you said, Kath, was that I, I they he, they got nothing out of him, and then suddenly they were 
I had no support as well. And I think you just touched on a very crucial point. I get mm. it. Even if they had took my son away and they had dealt with him, what about me? Yeah. I, I, I am I am the individual. Because they, they, they actually told me, no, we can't help you because he won't engage. But in actual fact, they could have given me a lot of help. They, they could have, you know, sat me down and said, you know, you, you've got to try and have conversations without arguing. Um, you've got to offer alternative ideas. And, you know, not none of that. When you're a parent and you're going through this, it's really hard to, to look at it. Um, sort of unemotionally <laughs> and, and look at it without because you're so involved yourself this is your son um, you know you, you can't look at it from the outside you're looking at it as part of what's happening and it, it's you know it's just so difficult to think straight and think okay what, why is that mum arguing with her son she should be talking to but when you're when you are the mum it's just a natural reaction it is a natural reaction and i kind of felt that somebody should have said to me at the time hell no we can't help your son but we can help you we can help you, you know and, um, and, and let me share let me share something with you Kath. You know, we, we do a lot of work uh, as, as me and you education. We do a lot of work with workshops and et cetera in schools, primary, secondary, you know, colleges and like, sixth form and stuff like that. And one of the key things that we keep on banging on about is we need parent involvement. We need guardian involvement. They need to know as well. For, for, for instance, if they come across their child who's going through this type of engagement or online or whatever, what do they do? That yeah. we, we've done that so many times because you, you have to understand because we're a particular organization which works on official platforms we can't have a direct route to parents so the only way we can do that is through schools or colleges and you know them avenues because they have that connection because the child goes there so we've yeah. tried that you know as i know ivan if whenever we do our uh, our our workshops but there's myself or Irfan from one side and it'll be it'll be the likes of you know ivan or johnny all right, who will who will talk and discuss about from a different a different perspective, but you 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 just hit hit the nail on the head that support that help even to even to uh, give the skill or the ability to have a discussion, and mm -hmm. like you said, being a being a person standing yeah. because you know you you are the one who's involved, so you need support, and yeah. that is a, that is a crucial area. That's a crucial also, area. If you think about it, even if um even if a child or a young person does agree to engage with prevent prevent or channel on around that person 24 7 but the family is and so where they leave off the family can be helped and supported to carry on yes yeah and, and Sort of, you know, if prevent come in and have great conversations with, with your son or daughter, and then they go and then you're continuing the arguments, then that's no good. But if they involve the family and help them, um, and, and teach them 
Oh, and color them. Just even if it's through leaflets uh, that they give out to parents, you know. Um, I, I just think that because you know parents are there twenty four seven usually, you know, and they have a lot of time that prevent might not have with that person, and so for them to be part of the whole thing. And for it all to be done holistically so that everybody gets involved. I, I, I just think that that can only be a good thing. It is a good thing. Kat, you're right. This is the thing. It is a good thing. And you're 100% right that the parent is the one that is there 24-7 or whatever yeah. the time period is. And they could have an amazing impact upon the child. And the thing is, your engagement as a parent or a loved one or a brother or a sister, uncle, auntie, it's much more personal. Yeah, I can I can come and you know give you an understanding why a person is feeling something, why they're thinking in a particular way. I can give you theories and philosophies and whatever they are, but if I was emotionally connected, and I had I had certain skills and ability to engage in dialogue, all right, not in argument argumentation, but in a genuine dialogue. Oh my God, I could do wonders for that person, mm -hmm. like you would. You would you would have done wonders for your kid. Yeah, you understand. And so I, 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 you know, that is my biggest regret now, all the arguments. I mean, thankfully, we passed that now. And, you know, my lad, from a personal point of view, my lad, okay, yeah, he's in prison now. But he's finally getting that help from Prevent. And he's gone on, you know, um, healthy identity course and stuff like that. And, you know, he... Now our relationship is it's amazing. He, he phoned me today and we've chatted for you know a good half hour about how he's getting on. He's he, you know that he's doing some education, he's hoping by the time he's released he'll have passed a, a it's like a foundation course for um entering into um sort of open university that time wow. it's all positive stuff and and we're like having great chats now and it's like you know all about trying to build on his future now how easy that will be when it actually comes to it i don't know because at the end of the day he was charged he was convicted and he has got the label of that's the thing that's the thing the thing is that's the issue with, with criminality or any any act of that kind especially if you've had a sentence mm -hmm. uh, that stigma will always be there and it is and a terrible stigma it's a very very it's, it's really sad that individuals have to go through that and let, let me let me check impacts the family <laughs> it hugely does it hugely does, yeah. and, and especially for someone who's coming, who has a son in that situation. Even though, like you just said, there's there, a positive aspect has come out. Your son has become your son again to a certain extent. Yeah. But he had sadly. I feel like had, I'm coming back now, even though yeah. he isn't back physically. Yes, I, I've got him back. You know. Yeah. Oh no, that's what I was going to say. That even though he had to go through all of that negativity. All that mm -hmm. difficulty, all that, you know, going into prison, going through the process, then, um, you know, naturally the stigma around that, your your child being seen on in the news, in, mm -hmm. in certain, you know, platforms, it, it, it must have been really difficult initially for you to even step outside of the house. Was yeah. it not? Absolutely. Um, 
Oh, the repercussions of it all, especially the fact that it was all in the newspapers. And I, I could talk about it all day. Um, I mean, I had uh, I had pizza deliveries ordered that I hadn't ordered myself, and it was, you know, it happened quite a few times that a pizza delivery had turned up and said we'd ordered it, and I hadn't. And I had to involve the police and they did look into it and they traced it back to somebody that my son went to school with that had read about it in the papers, didn't like it, so decided to play games. Um, I also, I, I had nails put in my tyres of my car. I had the windscreen smashed and, and, and things like that. And just, you know, even daft things like, some some of my social media friends unfriended me <laughs> and I was thinking why you know it's like it's not me that's committed the crime but the the repercussions involved me and all my family you know he, even my dad felt that he had to explain to the neighbours and stuff that you know oh See, you, you, Kathy, you just touched on something which is so, so significant. It's like, see, I'm, I'm because I, I work in a setup where I work with people who have been convicted, who have been sentenced, who have been through a criminal a criminality and gone through the courts and they've been judged. Now, see, I see the other side. I see the on the other side of the door, as they say. I, and I know about their families and I know about their you know, girlfriends and about their wives and about their parents and etc. And many times I've said that to people outside and I go, but they're also human. Or they also yeah. have they also have loved ones or they are fathers in there. There are sons in there. There are, you know, I, I do I, I do men. No, 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 we don't have women in that situation, but in our case, in my case, I deal with men. And when I say that. It's really difficult for certain people to really take that on board to process mm -hmm. because the way like, like you said that because of the media because of the news because of the way a story is told it removes the human element from that individual yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's really really impactful yeah. can, can i just take it back a bit Kev, right? Yeah. When you said that your lad went from from UKIP to National Action, that's quite a big jump, isn't it? Um, yeah. He must have and, maybe some volume. Yeah, I think it was. I can't hundred percent say that I'm right in this, but it was around. I think around my. 2016 when Farage lost an election or something and it was because he lost that that then my lad started thinking well that's no good it's never going to work what else is that what else can be done we need a more um, sorry yeah, yeah, so that kind of goes with what I was thinking, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it was as if, I, I, I think it was a progression, they're not doing enough, 
so I've got to go further. Yeah. 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 So you said about the Nazi flag. Was there was there anything else he had? Do you know what I mean? Um, stickers that you know stickers apart from the flag. Um, stickers lots of stickers he uh, clothing as well he bought uh, you know and I never even realized at the time he bought this black hoodie and it had got defend Europe on the back and uh, now I didn't even it didn't even occur to me at the time what defend Europe was about um you know, I've learned so much since, but I, you know, it's been a learning process. Um, yeah, that or, was, or was, was that that was the generation identity, weren't it? Yeah, I think but, uh, they were the ones who had the boat, they raised fundraised for a boat, didn't they? Uh, defend Europe. To stop the immigrant. I don't know. All I know is that at one point he bought this hoodie that had got defend europe on the back um yeah. stickers yeah. he had lots of stickers um uh, and he'd always uh, you know things that turn up in the post that he'd ordered um uh, you know the school mask thing uh, the um dark glasses that it, it was all a sort of yeah. uniform yeah. for national action kind of like the uniform right? yeah yeah Dark clothes, yeah, black yeah. clothing, the sunglasses. So, yeah. yeah. See, that's the, see, that's the thing, isn't it? Because in in the world we're in, we have subcultures. It's just like if a child, if a, child suddenly, a lot of people might just go for Ivan. Mm. I didn't say nothing, did I? I didn't think I said nothing. Carry on, mate. Okay, sorry about that. Now, we were just saying that because of these uniforms, because of these symbolisms, because of these, you know, signs that uh, individuals have, initially, as parents, we see as, oh, my kid might be just going through a phase. Yeah. I think some people, and that that's one of the reasons I think people, parents in particular, leave it till um, it, it's kind of gone too far before they seek help from prevent because they just at the back i mean i know with myself i just at the back of my mind kept thinking he'll get fed up of it or he'll grow out of it it's a phase um but but the thing is the sooner you reach out for help the the better that help can be if you leave it till the ideology is too entrenched then it's so hard to to you know to work with a person mm. i'm going to bring on um i'm going to put on a a saying and i just want everyone to reflect on a few minutes um it's said by his honorable uh, the dalai lama and it's connected to what we are talking about today uh, kath and ivan uh, it's about the ripple the ripple effect itself just as ripples spread out when a single pebble is dropped into water, the actions of individuals can have far-reaching effects. Dalai Lama. Yeah. And because we are talking about the ripple effect of radicalization, and which in radicalization reality is grooming. And the sad thing is, Kath, just like your son, I know so many men, 
so many women from the far right, from the Islamist side who have been groomed and radicalized through a particular process who are from normal working class backgrounds, who are from normal families, normal structures, never said a bad thing about anybody, do their own thing, go work, come back home. But suddenly because of maybe there has been, because it's never, no, it doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be a grievance. It could just simply mean someone's bored. Someone who just want to occupy their time. And the thing is the online world, the problem with the online world is one thing leads to another. And one conversation and a clickbait here, clickbait there, boom, you, you drag straight into something. And I think your your son is a very prime example of an individual who has gone, to, sadly, he's been convicted for this and he will be stigmatized for this, but he is a groomed person, a person who's been radicalized through a process to commit, commit uh, 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 to hold a certain view and idea and ultimately uh, commit a particular type of crime. But it does come back to this particular saying that just like a like a pebble in in a, in a, in, a, in a river or or uh, um, uh, a certain amount of water creates ripples these actions may that be a, a click may that be a conversation may that be uh, a whatever it is a conviction around this it has an effect upon yeah. moms the dads the brothers and sisters the uncles and aunties what are your thoughts on that what if you want to share some views upon this particular point please Okay. Um, absolutely I can only agree with that it's um, it, it's you know it's going to have what what's happened to the person that's been radicalized is going to have an effect on their life you know and and that that is with without doubt and that's a fact but you're absolutely right. It's that ripple effect. It affects so many other lives. It affects the families. It affects, um, you know, my, my lad's got a girlfriend. It's affected her. She, you know, she's suffering too. Um, it's, the stigma isn't just for the person that, has been convicted or is being radicalised, it's for the whole family because you you kind of um, feel as if, you know, you as a family are, are, are on trial. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it, it's the judgment that you feel. Kev, Kev, Sorry. Kev can I interrupt a minute? Um, yeah. Because he's got brothers and sisters as well, isn't he? Have they been affected directly themselves? Do you know, has anything happened to them where they're having to yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you, you know, my my youngest son, he, he he's not been affected. Now he's severely disabled, and he doesn't talk and communicate. So every, everything really to do with what's happened to my older son. It hasn't affected him, thank goodness. Um, and, and that's one of the blessings of his disability, that it hasn't had an effect on him. But my older two girls, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they've been upset by it all. Um, my one daughter, you know, her partner's black and she 
um, oh, she's been so upset by it all because she can't understand why my lad had the views he had. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it's really hard. My, my granddaughter's mixed race. And what are we going to tell her in the future? How are we going to explain I think hopefully that when your son is sensitive, he's doing all right inside. He's learning, he's educating himself, and he's mm. probably learning a lot about his lessons that he's learned. Maybe when he come out, he may be able to have that conversation. And, and yeah, he needs I mean, to be the one that explains moment. to his sister. Um, that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, you I know, my daughter. His sister, they, you know, that they, they've got that relationship still, even though he um, kind of did everything he did, um, which goes against everything we as a family believe in. You know, we, I, I don't know. That you have to forgive, don't you? And, and, and that's really powerful because I think yeah. for you to say that, for you to say that is a very powerful position to be in because in, coincidentally in the last number of um, uh, podcasts that we've, we've done and those of you who have joined us for this one hopefully will also uh, look at, uh, view them as well. This is as, Kath, this has come up again and again around the forgiveness part that in fact in reality the victims when they forgive or the one that are impacted by whatever type of behavior it may be when they forgive in reality they are helping themselves you know rehabilitating themselves they're removing the pain just away to from not themselves. forgive to not forgive it just builds up more hate doesn't it you know you internalize that hate then towards i've got, I've got a question <laughs> for you then how do you feel about the people that radicalize your son but don't swear <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Because okay. what I've read, that's real. what I've read, they've they've said they got away of it. Do you know what I mean? I did, right. Okay. Yeah. There, there was, you, you have you don't forgive them, do you? Is there forgiveness right. for them or not? It's a really difficult one because okay. I go through mixed feelings. I know. Sorry. I I I just think it's a valuable thing to ask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, and I think you know my answer. I. I <laughs> I can't forgive them if they can't acknowledge what they're doing is wrong. Right, and, right. and that's a tricky one, um, be, because as you say, that the and the, the best answer you could give two people, you know, there, there was a whole load of people that were involved in national action. Two in particular, I I think were the two that had the biggest impact on Garrett, on my son. And um, the one is now in prison, the other one is still walking free. And and I kind of sometimes get angry because I, you know, I he's still walking free and I see things that he posts on social media that are still posts that, could be drawing in young people, um, and and you know, and yet he claims to be. Yeah, 
And it's yeah, you claim to be a counter extremist expert now. Yeah, I know who you mean. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, oh no. I just, I just and, and it's really hard because you know I, mean? I want to forgive, but while he's still doing it, how can I? No, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. I've seen some of the tweets as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's, there's no remorse there. It's just like that. And that's just disrespectful. Do you know what I mean? And one of the individuals of the one of the individuals uh, there was an intervention done on this particular character. One of the founders of the organisation that you're talking about, and he was asked a very direct question: Why is it that uh, you don't commit the crime yourself, right? But and you make other other individuals partake in them horrific heinous heinous activities, and the individual who was asking. He's from a working class background and a lot of the young men and women that are radicalized by these individuals are from working class backgrounds. They themselves, the, the, the individuals that you're talking about, Kath, they are from financially very stable backgrounds. You know, one of the individuals, his, his father has a vineyard or something in, in France somewhere. So, you know, they're, they're very well off type of people. But because I they are ideologically driven, very, very clever. Very clever. And when I say clever, um, they know, if you like, what they can get away with uh, without uh, crossing the line into being criminal. And they're very careful about what they say. And, and that's the thing. Even in the chat groups that you know that different things come out in court what was said in different chat groups um and the particular people the leaders you know that well the one that was the founder he came up time and time again but everything he said um was carefully said so um, yeah, I think it is an important thing. The leaders and the regional leaders will encourage actions in others and possibly try and keep themselves clean, if you like, of not getting themselves into trouble. So we, so we have the same issue with, with the Islamist side where there's a certain individual that uh, uh, my, my friend here has just mentioned. Now, he did the same thing for nearly 20 years. He literally, and we always say that he, he danced on right on the edge. He understands the law. He knows how much he can get away with. He knows what he can say and how he can say. He can, yeah. say, he can under, under freedom of speech, right? He can get away with murder, okay? And radicalize and, and, and groom individuals to partake in those activities, which are immensely horrific. Okay, and nothing will happen to them, or yeah. they may just get picked up and get a slap on the hand. That's all it is. And yeah. they, and uh, you know, like so, someone like your your son, Kath, and other. I know I know of many individuals whose families and, and individuals from their from their family, their sons, their fathers, their boyfriends, or whatever, are doing time. And I'm talking about not few years we're talking about 10 years 12 years 15 years 40 there's guys in there doing 30 years 35 years right for who for these individuals who are ideologically driven and get away with murder and yeah who's doing time our kids are doing time 
right? Mm-hmm. Who we've worked on so hard, our loved one, who we care for, all right, and done all that effort and time into them, and they are they are sitting behind bars, and, and yeah. doing time for these these crazy nutters, if you might put it like that. Yeah, so I many, agree. It it seems very unfair, and and because of that, it's hard for me to forgive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to bring this. I want to bring this to uh, uh, a bit of a positive. I, I want to come to a bit of a positive aspect to all of our discussion and conversation. I think the conversation itself has been we've discussed about and talked about. You know the genuine impact upon the family, upon being a mom and being a father, or being a brother and sister, and and because usually, like you said, usually we talk about the individual and the act that they've done and what they've been convicted for. But there's a whole story behind this, and there's a whole picture behind this, all right. And and the reality is, hopefully, those who are watching us, those who are listening to us today, they would take some benefit from this, some help from this. And talking about that, I know Kath, you are a, are a very proactive individual, and like you said, you started an organisation. I want you to tell me a little bit about your organisation, and I want you to share uh, the website how people can get support and help from you and what type of support you give or what type of help you provide as being someone who's in the front line with all of this what's going on please thank you yeah um it's called FAE support the group that I've set up um it it's for families um fam- families who are affected by extremism basically far-right extremism um and what i'm hoping to do is to kind of help families by being there somebody to listen to them somebody who's been there had it happen to myself um and not to judge them but to try and help them basically by you know, even if it's just listening, um, hopefully I'll be able to tell them where I went wrong and what they can do to have um, perhaps a better outcome than, than we as a family did by having conversations that don't escalate into arguments. Um, it just generally that sort of thing. Anybody, any mum, dad, family member, can contact me and, you know, they can visit my website, which is faesupport.co.uk. I've got um, different thing guides for having conversations, different blog items and that that they can read. And just generally, you know, I'm there for anybody that needs to talk about it, basically. Yeah. And I would also encourage, you know, I know people are very um, wary of prevent, but you, you kind of, you have to look at it as the earlier that you seek help, yes. the better the outcome. Um, it's harder when it's more entrenched. So, you know, my big message to parents is get help before it's too late. Even even for the entrenched ones, Kath, there is within the process, there is there are, there is something that exists. There's called intervention provision, right? Yeah. Where an individual has gone into so entrenched ideology that we want to know why they think in that particular way. 
So yeah. there is a process for that. I agree. I'm not that's saying that there's no hope for those that have got entrenched ideology. I I kind of just encourage the earlier the better. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you because I think yeah. you're right, 100 yeah. percent right. Because once you've got them, and even and the sad thing is in, in the in the in the radicalization or the uh, you know the space that we tend to work in. Myself and Ivan, we, we know of this, and is that even the extremists they target younger people, very, very young people who've not yeah. fully formulated their views and ideas and concepts and you know, strong uh, sense of identity and belonging. And you know, they they're looking for answers, aren't they? Yeah, of course, they're. And you're right. So, if we can, yeah. if, if it's earlier, and I think coming from a perspective of mom and someone who has gone through this itself, I think it's very powerful. And, and I believe those who will come to FAE support, uh, the website itself, they'll contact you, they'll have a conversation with yourself. And I think you will genuinely give them that, the reality of, the, of, them, of that situation. And I pray that, you know, whatever you do and however you do in whichever way you do, you are safe. And, and I'm really happy that you have reconnected with your son to a certain extent. You found your son somewhere. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's really powerful. And also for the whole family, regardless of views and ideas and et cetera, we know the process. And I think that realization that it is a process of radicalization. No one is born an extremist. No one is born as a hate monger. Do you know what I mean? And 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 my my mate here, you know, is a prime is a prime example and, and inspiration as well. You know, Ivan, I'm talking about here that he went through the same process and Today he engaged. In fact, some of his biggest supporters are people that he used to hate. Coincidentally, yeah. You know what I mean. So I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the last few words to both of you. All right. So Ivan, if there's anything that you wanna share today, please do share with Cal. Uh, go for it, mate. Yeah. I just, I just really want to thank you, Cal, for coming on today because, like I said earlier, because I think your voice is important. And like I always say, that lived experience viewpoint, there's nothing that compared to that. Do you know I mean lived experience is so important, but is often overlooked. So I wish you luck and I will continue to help you as much as I can, like I have been. Brilliant. So, Thank you. So when when your lad come out, when your lad come out, you can I'll come out, you can cook me dinner. How's that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's halal so I can come as well. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. God bless you. Right. Thank, thank you, you for having me on. No, you're welcome. And thank you very much for coming. Hopefully, I no pray that you can join us again in the future. We can have a more, more detailed conversations around this and, and we can support and help you as well. All right. And Brilliant. guys, those of you who've been listening, those of you who've been engaged with us, those who are going to watch us later on, Come on, guys, let's get on board. Let's create conversations. And when we mean conversation, we even mean the difficult ones. Come on, guys. It's about me and you. It's about me and you. And it's not about them and us. It's about me and you. And let's do that, guys. God bless you. Look after yourself. Till next time. Goodbye, guys. See you around. Bye-bye. <laughs>